0: You're not always going to have people to cheer you on, so you need to be your biggest cheerleader. Because if you don't have that foundation of believing in yourself, then other people aren't going to believe in you as well.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of the TSC Podcast. We have right here on the line not one, but two very special guests. They are the lead actors of the brand-new Hulu series, Utopia Falls, mixing a little bit of sci-fi with a whole lot of dance and hip-hop. We're talking to Robin Alomar. And Akel Julian on the line today. Guys, how's it going? Pretty good. How's it going good, too? you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Now, I got a kick out of this show. I've been binging a, a few episodes that Hulu was kind enough to provide i'm a a huge hip-hop head myself when you both got the scripts and you had a chance to audition what jumped out at you first about this show i'll go first
0: (laughs) Um, i think i think what stood out for me is that i'm a major geek in general with anything that's going to be sci-fi or fantasy like that's a goal for me so i was super excited about that but i think what really stood out to me was that when i was looking at who like the leads of the show were that they were both black and it was on a sci-fi like fantasy show and I feel like we're not so much uh represented uh majorly in those genres of uh T V and film and um, and literature. So that really stood out to me. I was really excited.
2: For me it was really honestly, it was the fact that my character was an M C man. It was honestly the character that I was auditioning for was an M C and I never I never really got to tap into that side of um my artistry before. So to like do something that i you know, that I've never really got the chance to tap into, you know, was really interesting to me and, and intrigued me in that sense. Um, and I've also never really done, I've never done anything sci-fi. So it was, to be honest, it was just really, everything was new. You know, it was just really something new and I knew it would have been like a really fun experience. So, yeah.
1: And, and it's pretty crazy because it involves a lot of hip-hop views in current and current and, and past as well. But the show itself in the saying takes place, what, like two, 300 years in, into the future. So you guys discuss, stumble upon yeah. this archive, which is, uh, of course, voiced by the great Snoop Dogg. And you just discovered yeah, hip-hop, like, like it's just, like, kind of, like, forbidden art. And I think there's kind of, like, a subliminal message there that says, man, life without hip-hop would be pretty boring.
0: hmm hmm uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, hip-hop is all about uh, speaking your truth and, you know, talking about your story and your own circumstances. So I think, you know, that type of, um, that type of expression is, is exactly why they don't want it. They don't want people to talk about what's going on in the world right now and in what, in what people are going through. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. did a little research on you, and it sounds like you're a pretty big anime fan. Is, is that correct? Oh, I mean, I would say
0: pretty
2: big anime fan. I mean, I used to watch it a lot when I was younger, you know. But, um, like, I watched, like, Inuyasha, I watched like, Yu-Gi-Oh!, all those things. So, like, I, said, I don't know if you guys had TV at that time. Yeah, like, but I'm not a huge Anime fan. I, no, I am a, a huge
0: fan. anime fan, though. Oh, perfect! He's okay. a huge.
1: Yeah. What did you grow up watching, Robin?
0: Um, for me, honestly, like what got me in the beginning was same with David McCall. Inuasha is what got me. Naruto was like my yeah. life. Uh, Studio Ghibli, any of those films, I will. I think I've watched all of them at least like seven times, and they never get old. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty crazy.
1: I like, that. <laughs> I love anime. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I, I love anime too. I grew up actually a, a humongous, uh, Dragon Ball fan and, and, and Tenshi Muyo fan. From- yes, yeah. Yes. I tell a tell yeah,
0: I tell this Dragon Ball fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all, yeah, I'm that all about that. Like, Ball. So, so when y'all got the script and you saw it and and with any kind of sci-fi series or anything or, or movie, there's always its own type of lore. There's always its own type of story. You know, obviously Knock on Wood, you guys get renewed for season 2 and May seasons mm-hmm. beyond beyond that. You know, they, they all essentially create their own universes. You know, the director, the producers and everything else and you know, the actors really need to be into it to sink their teeth into it. When when you got when you got the script, what jumped out at you based on your, your love or your past love of for anime that said, "All right, this is something I really want to dive into."
2: Um, honestly, it was it was Bodhi's it was Bodie's story that i that really drew me to the project um because you know he was just a kid who i can tell he had he struggled with self identity you know he struggled with self identity he didn't necessarily know where he really fit in in their society he always believed that there was there was something bigger than what he than, than what he's been taught you know so um it was really and it was was mainly his desire to to want to you know find that thing, you know discover 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 that thing that you know that he's longing for, you know. So and he and and through the use of hip hop, you know he was able to you know um, find that self identity. You know he found something that he could identify with, and you know with that he kind of uh, put the pieces together to. Um, you know, speak his truth, right? Because that's what hip hop helped him do: is help him speak his truth. A lot of the things that he was he was thinking of, you know, or you know, he uh, he believed in. He didn't necessarily know how to articulate it, but with hip hop, um, the genre helped him to to do so. You know, so yeah, that's what that was.
1: Yeah, with You two, I mean, yeah, You two are very young in showbiz. Have been on the Canadian scene for a while. Now transitioning not just on, on a show that, that's featured in Canada, but now in the states with Hulu, which is obviously a, a massive platform. What's been the di- biggest difference going from the Canadian TV and movie scene to Hollywood now?
0: Uh, well, I think for me, uh, this is this is like my first major project, so this is like my kind of anything. So this is I think the transition <laughs> in general from just going uh, like having you know a larger role on a show and. Just, being on, like, a bigger set and whatnot, um, was, was really, really crazy. It was really crazy, especially But like, we had this massive, massive soundstage, and I feel like I've never been on something like that before, and it really that's what really kicked in for me, was that, wow, this is a big production. Let's, like, look at the set that we're on. This is crazy.
1: That's awesome, and and when you two auditioned, I mean, uh, of course, it's not just for saying your lines; it's also hitting the moves and and the choreography as well. Was it a little more complicated than some other roles you guys have uh, auditioned for in the past? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, well, the
2: whole I'm a dancer first, right? I'm a dancer first, so the dance court, the choreography um, part of the part of the process wasn't wasn't as daunting for me, but it was really. It was really the musical part of it. It was it was the fact that my character was an MC, and it's not something that I, you know, that I've done before. That was um, that was kind of that was i more so on the scarier side of things. Um, also, I felt like I had a huge um, responsibility as well, you know, because um, the show talks a lot about the history of hip hop, and and I didn't want to. Um, Knowing that Snoop Dogg's on the show as well, like I didn't want to, uh, you know, do an injustice to the art form in that sense. So I felt like, but it it motivated, me, you know what I mean? It, it motivated. I think, uh, yeah. So, that's that.
1: And and I think too, like watching watching the show, obviously it incorporates sci-fi and hip-hop, it incorporates a lot of history. It incorporates Black history. There's a scene, I believe it was on episode, maybe episode two. Where you, you mm-hmm. want to explore, or maybe that's are exploring civil rights, and you said you want to learn more about it and mm-hmm. stoop dogs narrating and talked about you know Dr. Mm-hmm. King and Malcolm X, it's very powerful and yeah, it hits yeah. you know very close to home, yeah, especially yeah. With, with Black History Month uh, here mm-hmm. in the state. So, you talked about your responsibility in, in that lead role. But what do you think like the show's overall responsibility is? Obviously, it means to entertain, but I also feel like w- watching a few episodes that is meant to be also kind of a history lesson. Absolutely, I
0: yeah. think that the yeah. show is. Is meant to, um, you know, wake people up as well. I think it's meant to, you know, obviously expose and talk about diversity, but also talk about um, definitely other issues um, as well. You know, you can't have hip hop without having history and like knowing people's lives and truths and their struggles and what they've gone through. Um, and like, Black history is a huge part of hip hop and music in general. But if feel like to be the most, to tell the most truthful story. Um, that was our responsibility to include that. Like we had, we had to add that truth to it. For sure, for it and to I th- be authentic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think you guys definitely did did a great job with that, based on what I've seen so far. And Robin, props to you because I was doing some research on you as well, and I looked up your background. This is your first major lead role. Congrats on, on that. And I had to really do some digging to find out. Accidentally, actually. Your stepfather is the famous Roberto Alamo. <laughs> the, the all-famer, Toronto yeah. Blue Jays legend. I give you huge props for being able to kind of keep that on the low key and really being known you know, for your own success and, and your own projects. But I'm sure when you initially transitioned into acting and, and showbiz, it was kind of tough. Does he have any advice for you that he provided to say, hey, okay, be careful of these trappings of fame?
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like he's been coaching me uh, since I was a kid for this. <laughs> Um, he's always kind of treated because like, he's like a majority, like that's his life. So I feel like everything he reverts back to that, right? So even when I was auditioning, he was always like, Stay true to yourself. You know, this is just only plan A. If you recommend B distracts you from plan A. He's always like, Stay on track, stay on He was like <laughs> a, a coach, always. Um and so even with this, like when I booked this, his first thing Stay true to yourself, you know who you are. But let yourself always speak from the heart and, and be kind to people. He kinda of just let me know that. Um yeah, to be and to be nice to people and uh, and everybody that you work with, he said. He said always respect and be kind to everybody that you work with. He's like it's extremely important to have that work ethic. So yeah, he's uh, he's been coaching me.
1: <laughs> awesome. Hey, that, that that's definitely some great advice. I can certainly really attest to that in the uh, T V and media industry. Now you two mm-hmm. are both based in Canada, right? Or were based in Canada for a while.
0: Uh, yeah, I was I was raised yeah, I, was, um, I was raised in Toronto, but now I'm in uh, I'm located in LA.
1: Okay, how happy are you yeah. to see kind of like the renaissance of the Toronto Raptors? <gasps>
0: that was, okay, that oh was amazing. That was, that, was, that was amazing. The energy that you felt from the city. Like, I was I was right, we were filming, and I was right downtown for that. Like, my, my condo was right downtown. And just to feel that energy when they won, it was it was insane. You just needed to get outside, and I did. I wanted to go to sleep. I was supposed to film, I think, at like 6 a.m. And I was like, I need to get out. I need to get outside. I need to enjoy this moment. It was. It was a really proud moment.
2: Oh man, I was super pumped, man. It was. It was insane. We were actually together on that day, the uh, when they won. Yeah. It was. Definitely felt the energy. It's like it's. It's. It's incredible because I felt inspired. You know what I mean? Like I felt like, okay, this is Toronto. This is where I'm from, and it's like going on you know moving forward i have to you know you know we have to do the city respect just like you know the toronto Raptors has done you know what i mean i feel like you kind of have to, mm-hmm. to some sort of legacy that toronto has now you know yeah um <laughs> so yeah
1: for sure and i feel like too just as somebody that has canadian relatives in in western canada I, one of my closest friends actually lives in toronto does does film production there it's like it's nice to kind of <laughs> see like toronto and Overall, Canada being you know put on the map in in America, so to speak, as far as like mainstream with the Toronto Raptors and obviously you got Drake, and I feel like it's it's kind of shifting now in terms of. TV as well. You have you know, working moms, which has been a, a big hit as, as well, which has transitioned well to America. Mm-hmm. And of course, now you have Utopia Falls, which you know b- based in Canada, but now uh, airing in the U.S. and, and Hulu. Do you kind of see that shift where mm-hmm. you know Canadian TV is? is you're going to see more Canadian TV and Canadian TV stars transition and become more mainstream in the U.S.?
0: I would say definitely. I would say there's even some Canadian shows that are like more popular in the U.S than they are in Canada, which is actually really cool to see. Like, you'll see massive buildings, like The Expanse here, which is a Canadian show, Canadian sci-fi show. Um, and Dark Matter was really up in the U.S. as well. It's really, i definitely seeing that shift.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's definitely great yeah. to see. It's been good. Uh, Vikings too, I should also give a, give a shout out to. But yeah, all, all great shows, yeah. yours included, and uh, definitely nice to see. Uh, now, before we let you two go, we usually do some kind of rapid fire random questions just for fans to get to know you a little better. Are you ready? <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
2: oh, <No way>. yeah.
1: <laughs> What's your favorite <laughs> hobbies besides acting and dancing? But
0: playing video games.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, dang. I, I, mm, I'd
2: have to say between playing video games and do with
1: that. I guess. Oh man, I, I love the playing with video games line. We also do cover gaming here. You got to tell me what are you playing right now? I'm still
0: playing Skyrim, uh, and I'm also playing The Witcher.
1: Oh my god! I'm doing it on Switch I'm
0: right now. Mario
2: Kart. That's um, awesome. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm. Yes. i Yes. Th- I think I love you both because I have a Switch, and I and I and I'll tell you, like, it's one thing to play like Skyrim or Witcher on PS4, or PC. It's another thing yep. when you could take Skyrim and Witcher with you. I've put so many you know hours I mean? into Witcher so and Skyrim. DJ. It's even funny. I I don't, I don't say I'm ashamed yes. to say it. I'll, I'll just say I'll I'll withhold the information, but. Both incredible games, mm-hmm. and when you could take it anywhere, it's even better.
0: Yes, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like on planes, especially. Like, I'm just playing like, Skyrim on my plane.
2: Yeah. 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 I was just saying it's mad dangerous because you get so addicted. You know what I mean? Like now that you get to take it portable, it's portable now. You know what I mean? I feel like that is like at home. It's already so addictive, but you got to take it home. Take it with you. It's like you know, it gets crazy. With me.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey. I I still admire y'all's discipline. I mean, you managed to obviously stay in shape and you, you look great on the show and, and hit all, all the moves. So it didn't affect you uh, that much. It's a nice uh, mental break. But I got to ask you, though, if you do, Robin, you said, you said Skyrim. Cal. Uh, okay, I don't know if you played mm-hmm. it too. What what are you? are you? Are you? Did you take the straight and narrow path? Did yeah. you end up joining the thieves guild? You know what path did you choose?
0: Oh, I do. So I've I've like played played Skyrim. So I've done all the different paths. Um, but my main character that I play on she is Redguard. Cause I always want my character <laughs> to kind of look like me. <laughs> um, so she's Redguard. Um, I did the thieves guild, but um, oh my favorite my favorite one was um is when you the the the, the DLC that they have the vampire one. Mm-hmm where you get to find, like, the the sun, the sun, bow, and arrow. Have you done that? I
1: may mean, have done that quest a while ago, yeah. I I I I think I, I, I stopped, like, after, like, 30 hours in. I kind of put, I, I was about to join the Thieves Guild, and I was like, you know what, I'll stay in the straight and arrow. I feel like I'm too Jon Snow for my own good sometimes, you know.
0: Oh, the Thieves Guild is the best, though. Like, that's actually one of the best storylines, I would actually say, in, the, in like, the the game. It's so much fun.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll definitely have to check it out. And for anybody that hasn't played Skyrim and. And The Witcher, there's your free plugs for those games. Y'all should definitely check <laughs> check them out. Uh, what's your favorite cheat meals?
0: I Kelly you, take this. <laughs> you go.
2: My favorite, my favorite cheat meal. Um, what is my favorite cheat meal? I probably say Häagen-Dazs ice cream, peanut butter, peanut butter and uh, and uh, chocolate. Häagen-Dazs. It's my favorite cheat
1: meal, Cheat snack.
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: I like the I like I say one.
0: pizza.
1: Oh yeah, Pete. Like, Pizza all the way. yeah <laughs> What is your most awkward moment as an actor?
0: Oh my gosh, let me think. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I know exactly this, and it's happened on set. I tell you, were there? Okay. My most awkward moment as an actor is when we were all in like a group scene together, like all of the main cast, and um, and we're about to do this scene, and the actually start the scene and I look over to Mickey and I'm talking to him and I think something serious I think it's the first time that we see the archive I'm like, I'm like oh look at this all of a sudden my face does a full twitch on like the left side like my face <laughs> fully twitches and I didn't think that he would notice but then all of a yeah. sudden he busts yeah. out laughing he busts out laughing and I started laughing because I know exactly how messed up my face looked. like I know exactly how much it twitched and I think that was one of the most awkward moments <laughs> that's
2: awesome that was in the middle of the take two, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, we were filming. was we were it? Filming. When, you,
2: when you were doing your coverage? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's great. Akel. do you have one? Uh, I ripped my pants on stage. That's pretty much in high school. Uh, and I kind of had to just like bear with it throughout the whole of my performance. And yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty embarrassing. And I wasn't wearing any underwear. so Oh. That was the worst. That was the worst for me. So, oh,
1: man. I don't know if anybody noticed.
0: Yeah. They definitely did. I'm sure
1: they did. <laughs> wow!
0: Oh, as,
1: as, the old saying, as the old saying goes, times are rough. All right. <laughs> what, what's your favorite spot in Canada? If I was traveling, say to like Toronto or, or somewhere that's your, your, your favorite city, what, what's somewhere you would recommend a Canadian tourist?
0: I really like I really like the harbor front um, in Toronto. Like I would say, that as a tourist to go, I, I like the harbor front. In the summer, obviously, um, I used to live by there, so I think it's really, really pretty it's by the water. And there's, like, little bars there and stuff. So I'd say the harbor front, yeah.
2: I'd say Center Island. I'd say Center Island because you get to take the ferry boat across. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's a beach. Um, and there's, like, uh, there's a maze as well. It's, like, one of my favorite spots to go in the summertime especially.
1: No shade being thrown here, but... Canadians have known to, have been known to be very very polite. L.A. New York, <laughs> L.A. New York, usually uh, the the opposite. Was there a bit of an adjustment period going from the politeness of Canadians to the brashness, for lack of a better term, of uh, Los Angelinos?
0: Um, you know what? I think I think in the beginning there was, I think in the beginning there was definitely. It's just a different vibe here. I I would say it's a different vibe here. I definitely took some uh. Some getting used to, but people recognize the politeness here, and I feel like it, I feel like it it serves it us well. So people are always like, "Wow, you're so nice! Like, you're not from here, are you?" And I'm like, "Wow, damn, <laughs> that's the yeah. indication." <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it was a bit of an adjustment. But I feel like when I went to New York, I like fit right in there. So yeah, nothing nothing is it in on New York.
1: <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you give anybody, particularly somebody around your age range? risen up the ranks uh, the, pretty young what's the best piece of advice you give anybody that's hoping to break into show business and have success uh,
2: my best piece of advice was uh, to stay connected to your truth you know I feel like that's um, I feel like if you you know you keep that in mind you know that's when you know, that's when you're really you really become prosperous you know if you stay connected to your truth at all times you know as an artist um, that's what makes you an artist, you know, to tell your truth. So that's, that's my best piece of advice in any sort of, um, compromising position that you maybe put in be my best piece of advice to any artist out there.
0: Uh, it might sound cheesy, but <laughs> for real, always believe in yourself. Like always know who you are in your head and like what, you, who you're going to be, what your goal is. Um, because I feel like, you know you're not always going to have people to cheer you on so you need to be your biggest cheerleader because if you don't have that foundation of believing in yourself then other people aren't going to believe in you as well um so i would always say believe in yourself yeah say true to yourself um and get your content like out there because it's extremely important and we want to see it and we need different voices right now so that's the advice that i would give
1: Awesome. Well, Cal, Robin, I sincerely thank you guys for your time. I know you got a lot going on with the show, just dropping the press tour and everything else. But uh, thank you all so much. I've really enjoyed the show. Wish you the very best. I hope that I'll expect the news of season two very shortly. Uh, Until then, I hope everything goes well and uh, have a great year.
0: Thank you so much. Thank
2: you very much.